Dio. Yes, the good life lets you hide all the sadness you Good all right, Mikey. afternoon. Welcome to Not the Sharpest Podcast with Tony Meatball and Cully Bags. Cully, how are you doing today after a rough weekend of football betting? A tough weekend of football betting, Mikey. Um, you know, caught myself slipping, making a minus 300 bet <laughs> late in the weekend, which erased some some hard work that I had, uh, you know, really put in the effort, making a few rugby calls, but it was all erased by by just some greediness at the end of the weekend. How about you? For our uh, newer listeners here, Cully Bags made a 4 a.m. Australian rugby pick in a so-called lock of the century and had the boys up at 4 a.m. cashing big going up probably – $300 $300 each going into Wednesday, last Tuesday. And yeah, that was an incredible pick by you. Just to give you a quick shout out there, Cully. And then obviously, yeah, last this weekend with football is, it was a tough one for sure. I think everyone saw it across the board where it was just getting pounded by pound. Um, I know we both had money on the Packers and I mean, they just – they were honestly just giving the football to the Colts every single last second of that second half. Incredible. I mean, I've never seen a team essentially try to lose more. They were giving the game away. They were throwing – Aaron Rodgers throws two picks. They barely make it to overtime, somehow limp there, have a chance before overtime to win the game, oh. end up kicking a field goal to tie, get the – they win the, the flip – and then, I mean, it was at every, <laughs> the boys just absolutely fumbled the ball. Every opportunity they had to at least make something happen or even just pull the – like, just let the clock run down. That's all you had to do. Yeah. For when you're going up north at 20 points going to half. I mean, crazy game. And then, I know, Sunday Night Football, were you with that absolutely asinine pick to try to get yourself even. But – um, yeah, I mean, needless to say, we, it brings us here to Monday with the game where I think, you know, this yeah. is a wake-up game for, yeah. for both teams, to be honest with you. I think, you know, for the Bucks, right, I mean, they, they've been nothing but a juggernaut going into the season. Everyone thought, you know, Brady, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, like just calling all the troops to Tampa Bay, essentially. And they, I mean, they've struggled, right? They Lost that massive, yeah, um, definitely massive in division game to the Saints two weeks back. Bounced back with their divisional win against Carolina last week. But I mean, if I'm Tom Brady and if I'm Gronk, I'm you know AB now. You know, if I'm all these players in Tampa, I'm thinking to myself, tonight's you know our breakout night. You know, we're facing the Rams, NFC juggernaut, defensive a team, offensive. You know, Rams aren't anything to go home about. We're trying to talk anything highly about right now right they're not anything special but you know notable last week win against the Seahawks who I think is a top contender for the Super Bowl right now so I think this is this is a game where I don't think you know either team's going in with a mentality of all right this is just another weekend we get out game this is a pretty big game for both um totals opening up right see it open up as a Bucks three-point favorite closing in around four and a half could reach the five 
um, over under at 48, no movement there. So, you know, what's your immediate reaction here, Cody? I, I have mine, but, you know, I just want to hear yours off the bat here, what you're thinking between the two teams with that total. Yeah, no, Mikey, I'm, I'm aligned with you, I think, on, on most of this. The, the only thing about both of these teams is they still seem unproven. I mean, there have been times when, you know, Brady has looked like the GOAT, his usual self. They had a great win against the Raiders. But then, thinking back a couple weeks, they got absolutely dunked on by the Saints. It, was, it wasn't even a game. I mean, I think we actually took the Saints in that game. Big, big credit to us. But the Bucks and the Rams, you know, both are in a place where they need to prove themselves as an actual contender if they want to make it, you know, a deep playoff run. I'm not totally convinced by the Bucks. I think both of us, while we're on the Bucks here, it's not as if we're <laughs> – it's an easy pick, you know. No, not I, I, I certainly don't feel completely, completely confident picking them. I mean, the over-under, I'm liking the over. I think I think both of these teams, you know, good quarterbacks, good wide receiver cores, it's going to be, you know, a big passing game. But um, I agree with you. There's a, no, I'd say I'm aligned with you, but I'm not super confident. I'm not either. But there's a few things I at least had pulled to hopefully get us in the right mindset of confidence. But – Needless to say, I think this game for Brady is – for the Bucks rather, as you know, sports better as myself or just sports lover. Um, you know, this is kind of it for yeah. me with the Bucks. You know, if they lose this game, I don't know if you can continue to try to take them and, and bring them on as any type of bet going forward in this week, right? I think, you know, I've faded Brady a few times, you know, this season already, and it's paid off. I, I think he has this turnaround similar to how he did when he was on the Pats – you know, he has a beginning season kind of slump. Right. And then yeah, Brady always comes through in the end. And I think right now, you know, this is still week 11 for the NFL. This is the time he turns around. You know, he's got only totally. a few more games left of the season. I think right now when you look up the matchups, you know, I think right now the Bucks are in the best position to have a breakout offensive game. You know, obviously, I'm not going to sugarcoat it with the Rams defense with Ramsey and Williams, you know, going to be covering probably Godwin and um, Evans. But that they, they just got A.B. and they have Gronk. They have too many so options. It's just they have a juggernaut and not even to say Jones, too, in the running back position. I think this defense is not going to be the Rams defense we've seen against the Seahawks and not the Rams defense we saw against any of the better teams that they've played now couple things to note, Rams, offensively that I think will make us feel a little bit better. Um, sure. Andrew Whitworth, offensive lineman for the Rams, has been ruled out of this game. Um, big kind of differential maker for Jared Goff, who traditionally does not do well whatsoever under pressure. Um, saw a statistic here, just to pinpoint, under pressure, Goff has two touchdowns, four interceptions, 38.5 completion percentage. Clean pocket, not a lot of pressure coming in. 11 touchdowns, two interceptions, 85% completion. That goes to show you put pressure on Goff, he's either popping the ball up or he's not making a score. Now, sugarcoat that yeah. with the Bucks defense, who's number one or number two in rushing and basically holding you to shorter passes, which Goff relies heavy on in his offense. I think the Rams are in for a long game offensively, personally. Um, now, obviously, they beat the Seahawks. That's not an easy team to beat. Um, however, they were held to 
23 points to a Seahawks defense that I personally think is still trying to figure it out right now. So personally, I'm I'm on the side of the Buccaneers really holding the Rams to maybe a one to two score tops. I, I don't see the Rams scoring more than Agreed. 14 or 17 points tonight. And I think the Bucs control the ball. I think they get two easy um, touchdowns in the first half here. Go up probably going in 17-14, maybe 17-7 um, going into the half. I feel very strongly about this Bucks offense tonight against this Rams defense just because they have too many options. It's simple as that for me. Um, and obviously, I, I think, you know, for the spread, I, I went pretty deep. I put through a few units. I think minus four. You know, it's not the sweet spot of the minus three number, but I don't think it's going to matter um, tonight. I, th- I, I, I have don't the think so either. Seven to ten points tonight, easily. Um, but I do have a, a small half unit parlay of the under just for the sake of clock control and personally because I don't see the Rams scoring more than two points. So even if the, the Bucks get 30, I don't think they're going to get more than 14 from the Rams offense. So I have a small parlay for half a unit in that as well, but – um, yeah, I mean, that's really my juggernaut of a pick for tonight. Monday Night Football, Bucks minus four spread, hammer it, lock it down. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I love the analysis, Mikey. I'm just doing a little research on my computer here. This is actually the only time that Brady has faced Sean McVay in the Los Angeles Rams since the Super oh, Bowl. So That's an interesting stat. You know, we all know it, how that one went. It is. Right, right. And granted, he doesn't have the same coach. I think he is a great quarterback when it comes to pattern recognition and, and reading defenses, obviously. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, originally was liking the over in this game, but I, I agree. I think the Rams are a team that hasn't put up that many points in the past few weeks. Um, and certainly, you know, I think this Buccaneers defense linebacking core in particular is, is really good. So it's going to be hard for Goff to throw anything except downfield, which I, you know, unless he has Cooper cup, um, who will be covered by – I forget who the cornerback or There's a few, yeah. I, mean, I don't know the entire matchups myself. I obviously assume that from a Rams perspective, Williams and Ramsey will have Godwin and Evans. But that's why, you know, for a small yeah. prop here to add in for maybe a half unit too, I would take Antonio Brown for sure. over four and a half receptions. I think that's – Really? I, I don't I know like if it's a – I'm not calling it a lock by any means, but – with the two best cornerbacks, arguably in the NFL, going against two of the top wide receivers of Evans and Godwin, I think AB is going to have a lot of looks from Brady, and I think Tom knows that going into this game. Like, if he can see Evans or Godwin in one or two plays, great, throw him the ball, they'll catch it. But the fact of it is, you're yeah. going against the two best in, in in the NFL. So I think, I don't know. I think AB could have a breakout game, and he's also hungry. He didn't. He barely had a game against the Saints where I thought, you know, week one, him coming in, he was going to break out, but no. So I, I, I don't know. I think stay, I think we'll, we'll see a different Antonio Brown that we, that we're used to seeing um, tonight against the matchup he's going to have. No, I agree. And, and I think, you know, if I'm going to get into the props here, Chimp Nation <laughs> props, um, there, are, there are a few that I was, that I've liked just looking at it. One, because Antonio Brown is back in the lineup, I'm really liking Gronk to score a touchdown tonight. I think between Evans um, and AB, it's just going to be too much to cover Gronk. These are the types of games, you know, where 
I just see the Patriots driving to the red zone a lot and not necessarily going deep all the time. So when they're in that 20, 15, 10-yard range, even five-yard range from the end zone, Gronk is just such an uncoverable asset there. Um, Additionally, I like uh, Cooper Cup total receptions over five and a half. Um, He was targeted 20 times in week eight. Um, So obviously Goff loves throwing to him. Um, And he has been, you know, catching at least six, nearly six passes per game this season. Of course, like this line comes directly from his his average. But um, I just like, you know, I think in a game where they're going to be challenged, the Rams, uh, I think it's just natural that um, that Goff is going to go to one of his his star wide receivers, probably the person he's most comfortable throwing to on the team. So I like that over five and a half. I do. I like um the Gronk pick for sure I think he definitely will score one if not multiple touchdowns in this game given the fact of exactly what we just kind of went through across the defenses I think Gronk will have a great game um the cup I like it I think it's an aggressive pick given the the circumstances of Goff under pressure I think it's definitely could happen I do think though it, it is definitely going to be one of those where you know, it's a fourth quarter, could be a garbage reception that he, that hits it for you. But all the less, I do like them a lot. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think we're up for a really good game here, Cole, to, to start off the podcast with. I don't really know if it gets much better than the Bucks versus the Rams on a Monday night division game. That means probably the most of the majority of the seasons for both teams. So I think it's a great, great game to kick things off with. But. Um, with that said, I believe you do have another segment here where we go in and dive into some soccer picks, a little, um, as they say, non-American football. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we have the, the Champions League coming up. We've had a few days off here. And so... <laughs> All right, your Chimp Nation Champions League picks as we return after the international break. As we return after the international break, um, these teams have had a few weeks off from, uh, from the European Cup competition. Starting tomorrow, we get right back into it. Um, first of all, before we start, I highly recommend to any listeners, um, go to, I think it's like a Fox Sports channel, or if you have Hulu, if you just look up soccer, the Golazo Show. Show It's pretty much like res, Red Zone for soccer. It's the best way to watch the Champions League in these early group stages. You have essentially, you know, six, seven games can at we, a time going on. Can we also just, just between absolutely talk about how great of a name that is for any type of sporting show? The Golazo Show? I mean, come on. Yeah. How can you not yeah. want to go crush that no, on it's, like it's a incredible. 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. afternoon on a Tuesday? I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. It's it's the best. It's the best. And it certainly detracted me from, from doing you work the past both. few weeks or when, when the Champions League was going on. But it's the best. All right. So looking at the slate here, and it's a, it's a great slate, a lot of good games. Initially, one team that I'm really liking – to, to maybe cause some trouble 
is Red Bull Leipzig against PSG. Right now they're plus one, um, but I think you can take a draw in this game or uh, a draw no a draw no bet um, for for uh, Leipzig to win. I like the I like the over in this game. Leipzig in their last game scored I think five, um, and it's just one of the you know underrated but high performing offenses against a sleepy PSG team in, in recent weeks. Um, who has a, had a few COVID cases kind of interrupting the, the, the team's play. In terms of, you know, some more out-there picks that I like, I really like um, Club Bruges plus one and a half against uh, Dortmund. You know, Dortmund is really good. They have um, Holland, who is one of the, the most exciting young strikers in the world right now. But, um, again, coming off the, the international break, I think Club Bruges has been a tough team for everyone to play against to this point. Um, and, I, and I'd certainly look for them to, if it, you know, they may keep to at least keep it within one goal. I think that'll be a low scoring game, something like 2-1, 1-0. Um, and it should be, should be a good match. Hopefully, hopefully even a draw there too. Now, in terms of, of some of the more, you know, big name teams, I think Chelsea against Wren minus one is a lock. Chelsea has been extremely good in this uh in the UEFA Champions League thus far this year they have some great offensive weapons Timo Meyer, um obviously the American Christian Pulisic um and Ren is just not has not been on incredible form in league uh uh in the in the French in the French uh club league but um we're we're really liking we're really liking Chelsea there and then finally if I'll just you know I'll keep this short there are some games that are definitely toss-ups. Like, for example, uh, the Zenit versus Lazio game is going to be an absolute barn burner. But um, I think I think another game that I really like is Sevilla against Krasnodar. I mean, Sevilla is one of those teams that kind of gets pushed under the rug because they play in the, the La Liga, the Spanish Premier League, and because of that um, are kind of overshadowed by some of the big names Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and you know, in reality, they're they're one of the most consistently strong teams, um, you know, in the world against you know a team that is middling in the Russian table in in Krasnodar. Um, of course, you know these Russian clubs, while you know they they may be someone to bet on when they're playing at home because there are essentially no COVID rules there. Um, you know, I'm, I don't like them away and, and particularly in Sevilla, Sevilla, um, you know, that that's a, a rabid fan base that even if it's, you know, limited capacity, will will certainly make the players feel at home, at least, you know, in terms of the culture outside of the stadium and, um, and overall in terms of the press and the, and, and the hype building up for the game. So once again, to recap the picks, uh, Bruges plus one and a half versus Dortmund. Uh, Leipzig plus one against PSG, Sevilla minus one against Krasnodar, and finally Chelsea minus I one like against Rennes. I like it. Pretty fairly split between the underdogs and favorites across the board tomorrow. Um, I'm going to throw in one basically yeah. pick. It's not for tomorrow. I just can't leave this podcast without supporting our boys in red. The Liverpool against Atlanta. Um Wednesday, three o'clock game. I'm going to take Liverpool nice. money line. Um, I love the boys. Can't see them losing. 
Um, they've been red hot this year, coming off a win this weekend. Shout out to our boy, DeKine. He, I know he's going to be watching that game at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. So, Liverpool, I'm going to take it for probably yep. two units. I like that. Mikey, I like that a lot. Plus, Liverpool really pretty much routed Atalanta the last time they played in the Champions League just a couple weeks ago. You know, it was a 5-0 victory um, away. And now they'll be playing them at Anfield. Um, I certainly, I I certainly love it. like Liverpool's I absolutely chances. love it. Well, Coley, I know we're about an hour and 10 minutes, probably an hour and 20 away from uh, kickoff here. So I know um, our bets are in. They're locked. They're loaded. Um, not the sharpest boys, but we're definitely the most let's committed. Go. So let's, uh, let's go. Let, let's go win some money tonight and start the week off right. Turkey Day week. Um, stay tuned to our listeners. We yes, will have a second day, episode coming out. Um, we will release it probably try to get it done before Wednesday um, for Turkey Day. I know it's a big, probably for any sports better out there, this week is probably up there with 